0: Do you know that there's five different clusters of narcissism? We're gonna dive into some like behavioral clusters of narcissism, and if you haven't had a chance to be able to see this book, it's actually the book. It's a little shiny here, so it's kinda hard to see. But, Don't You Know Who I Am? Written by Dr. Ramani. So, we're gonna dive into this a little bit today. But I wanted to bring up the five clusters of narcissism and see if you identify with some of them, or if you understand what's actually going on. So, stick around. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. We do it on all the different platforms out there. If you haven't had a chance to follow us, look us up on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, or Twitter. Or if you're listening on the podcast today, then we've got you on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or Spotify, all under the name Raw Motivations. So check us out there you want to hear from the Weiss perspective, we just finished recording season one of Trauma, Drama, and Life. Just an insight into some of our lives, what's going on on a day-to-day basis, some of the stuff that we're going through, some of the craziness that's happened in our life, going to counseling, being with a narcissist, all that kind of stuff. Check out the podcast, Trauma, Drama, and Life with myself and Kayla, my wife, would love to have you interact with us on there as well. need you to check out something for me. I've talked about it a lot in a lot of videos, and, and people understand a piece of it, but they don't really know what's going on. And that's what I'm talking about, the Narcap, Now, it stands for Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community. And it's built up of people just like you that are going through the same shit, that have been going through the same craziness, but they have started to find their way out of it. They've started to grow through it and they've started to get to a place where they can also help other people in their journey and in that progress moving forward. So oftentimes it's hard for people to understand, like, why would I take the time to invest in myself? Because you've been with a narcissist for so long. They've like stripped that from you or maybe like, I don't know if I can spend money because I've been told I'm not allowed to. Or like, why would I spend money on myself? Like, this is about your healing, about your growth, about your change and moving that forward. So I'd love to have you engage with that and join with the people that are on there to accelerate your healing. We have weekly lives that oftentimes are more like coaching calls where we bring people on screen, we work through things, we, we go through stuff to inspire and help people move forward and to apply it to come back the next week and say like, hey, like this is how I showed up. This is what I worked on. This is what I got out of this past week that I applied to this week. We also have it coming up in December. We have my wife who's going to be starting to come in to one of the lives uh, once a month. And we also have a monthly coaching call that brings in people from across the globe to be able to help you process different things. Whether that's talking about cognitive dissonance or breaking down boundaries or like helping people understand healthy dating, like all those different people and creators, content coaches, life coaches, psychologists, survivors, all those people are coming inside the app to help you. And we're trying to bring those people to help accelerate your growth. So check that out. Go to narcap.com. If you want to talk to me one-on-one sometime, would love to reach out. Go to rawmotivations.com. Let's go ahead and dive in. Okay. We're talking about the five clusters of narcissism. Okay. And this is from the book by Dr. Romani. from the book, Don't You Know Who I Am? How to Stay Sane in an Area of Narcissism, Entitlement, and Inclivity. Okay. So I'd love to have you be able to check that out, but we're going to look into this really quick. So there's five areas that oftentimes are reasons of why narcissists cause big problems, okay? There's the first one, which is interpersonal, okay? Oftentimes, this is how narcissists make relationships very, very challenging how they make the relationships really hard, how they make the relationships not work very well together. You don't get the closure in the relationship. And with the relationship being there, the closer you are to that person, so like if you're extended friends and family, then it's probably not that bad, or if you're coworkers or, you know, someone they meet on the street, you have friends, you know, that kind of thing. But the closer you are to that relationship, the worse it gets. The more abuse you get, the more of the effects that happen that spill over from that narcissist onto you. So underneath this category, where she dives into is some of the actual like attributes that's underneath interpersonal. And that would be empathy, and the lack of empathy. That would be the manipulation, how nurses manipulate and try to get whatever they want. The projection, let me take my problems, my issues, let me push them onto you. The lying of them having poor boundaries, not acknowledging your boundaries, there being jealousy. They're being gaslighting, if there being the controlling aspect, a lot of those things are like the interpersonal section of how narcissists affect you in a negative way. First one was interpersonal. Second one was behavioral. This is just simply just the actions that they do. We can talk about all the words. We can talk about everything they do. But when it comes down to it, all we're looking at is just what they do. What actions? What do they demonstrate on a day-to-day basis? Oftentimes under here, you have the idea of it being very superficial. their covetousness of their enviousness of how they're cheap how they're careless like a lot of different things like on here is like hey i'm going to show you by my behaviors that i feel like i'm the best person that i feel like i you know i'm not really deep like i feel like x y and z okay a lot of stuff goes under this behavior category and the next one we have that she lists out is dysregulation oftentimes this is the hard part of dealing with a narcissist because you never know what you're going to expect Like you never know what's going to walk through the door. You never know how they're going to respond, how they're going to act, when the switch is going to flip because they're very, very unpredictable. A lot of times this produces a lot of of scaredness. Okay, like stuff doesn't make sense. Like, what do I actually do? And there's a confusion of like, hey, like, I don't actually know are they gonna show up this way or how they're gonna show up? And it doesn't even make sense in your own mind because you're like, wait a second, this person comes across extremely confident. They seem very like they have a lot of self-esteem when reality that insecurity piece is like lashing back out at you a lot of times, making it a very unpredictable and unsafe place to be. The fourth one, well, under dysregulation, she has anger, rage. Uh, validation sinking, where narcissists can't be alone, where they're fragile, where they're insecure, and the shame. Like all of those things like perpetuate the highs and lows, the ups and downs, the all back and forth. And you're like, I don't even know what to expect sometimes. The fourth one that she lists out is antagonistic. This is where you get the unpleasantness, the combative nature. Like we see a lot of huge of the toxicity. Like this is where the hurt comes from of where they're like attacking you like very much like intentional, of like this is what's actually gonna happen. <clears throat> and underneath the antagonistic part, she lists off grandiose, entitled, passive aggressive, the arrogance, the exploitation, no responsibility, vindictive, oppositional, like everything of like back at you and that combative nature, that toxic nature. The fifth one that she lists is cognitive, how they think, how they perceive the world, how it doesn't even make sense to a lot of people because it's very skewed in that thought process. And as a result, they have a skewed sense of judgment. Or they'll be like paranoid or like hypersensitive or like have a lack of insight, guilt, hypocritical, all these different things of like, wait a second, cognitively, this isn't making sense. This is a quick overview because I wanted to give you an idea of the clusters, but I wanted you to I wanted to read a section of this book after she just describes the quick clusters. And then she goes into more depth, but I wanted to at least describe this. She says, the next section of the book is a detailed map and guide to these toxic patterns. In writing about this issue, a question that often arises is, I do some of these things. Am I a narcissist? Remember, narcissism is a pattern that is actually made up of lots of other traits, patterns, and behaviors. All of us engage in some of these behaviors sometimes. It is part of being a person. It is all about critical mass. If a person consistently exhibits the patterns listed in this chapter on a regular basis with little self-reflection, then it creeps into the darker corners of toxicity and narcissism. Under stress, we all have the propensity to behave in a way that is less than elegant. We may become envious of a more fortunate sister, make a passive-aggressive comment to a friend who admitted us from his or her New Year's Eve party guest list or be a bit too sensitive in response to comments about our vulnerabilities. But if that is not our primary mode of relating, or we catch ourselves and take ownership of our behavior and then change that behavior, we are typically not narcissists. At the end of each pattern is a brief description of the normal variant as well as the pathological variant. In addition, as noted above, when we talk about classical narcissism, we come back to the pillars of this trait, entitlement generosity, grandiosity, lack of empathy, superficiality, hypersensitivity to criticism, emotional dysregulation, and validation seeking. In the absence of those, you may have a very difficult person, but he or she may not qualify as a narcissist. So just some of the things that we've listed today doesn't always mean that that person is going to be a narcissist. They still have to have the characteristics. They still have to have the traits that we've discussed in breaking down the DSM-5 or walking through the nine traits of narcissism, things like that. They still have to exemplify those. If they don't, then you might be just dealing with an asshole. You might just be dealing with a very difficult person. But if you identify with some of the things we've even mentioned today, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're a narcissist.